hi there, everyone. Welcome to episode 85 of the Finger Guns Podcast. How you doing? My name is Roscoe. I am joined this week by Mr. Toby Anderson. Evening. How are you, Captain? I'm good. First mate. Um, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, absolutely, absolutely stunking. Good. All good. Good. We're not going to talk about your horrible no no good bad good Thursday are we not all later um, I'm sure we will but um, for now I'm in a positive mood <laughs> hey good Mr Paul Collett hey buddy hey buddy how are you I'm good I'm on life edge football's not quite finished yet nearly finished and so you know uh, what's, what's the current score well, it's 2-0 Liverpool okay so it's finished then essentially well, six minutes ago in Liverpool got no defence so you don't know <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, I'm good. How are you, buddy? I'm all right, man. Thanks for asking. And of well, course, you don't sound all right. <laughs> I'm fine, man. I'm fine. It's all good. And Mr. Sean Davies. Hiya. Hiya. You're that, Chuck? I'm all right, Doc. How are you? Oh, you know, chips and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and all the stereotypes. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. I have a bit of a cold, so I apologize if I sound different. Or, or maybe I've got a body double to stand in for me this week. Maybe mm. that's the case. He's Somebody who be, sounds just like me. He's going to be so one. sexy tonight. Yeah, let's let's do a whole smelly cat style it out kind of thing. Welcome to the smelly trivia cat, challenge. Cat. Yeah, there you go. It's not your fault. Oh. <laughs> Those were the days. Uh, right then, uh, Mr. Greg Hicks uh, cannot join us this week because he's currently in surgery. Well, he's not. He's not performing surgery, and he's not on the and table. He's not. And he's not in surgery. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's make that him? clear. He's uh, he's he. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Exactly. He's okay, people. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He's fine, and he's also not a surgeon, but he's he's an assistant. Oh, is that right? He's a cheerleader in the surgery. <laughs> yeah. Give me a spleen. Spli- I know he holds <laughs> spleens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Greg Greg holds body parts for a living, essentially. Excellent. And uh, that's where he is tonight. So he'll join us next week. I have no doubt. But first up, we should go into our game of the week. And Mr. Paul Collett, have you played a video game this week? And if so, what is it? Uh, have. Oh my I have, god! I've actually played. I played two video games this week. Wow! It. I know it's like it's like you know earth shattering news and everything. You know what I mean? Oh, damn. Um, so game of the week, Watch Dogs Legion, and okay. I want to say Speed Three as well. But Speed Three is a, is a review I have just done for the site, so you can catch up on that on the website. Um, but the main game I've been playing after that was finished was Watch Dogs Legion, which I'm kind of enjoying, but not massively enjoying. If that makes sense? Sure, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm st- but the, the, the jury's still out of this one. I, I very much like to do the, the Watch Dogs Legion specific podcast one day. I think I've played enough now to to uh, get involved in that chat. So uh, if everyone's up for that, we could do that one day. Absolutely. There's a lot to discuss. So what is it that you're not finding so fantastic about it at the moment? I just can't put my finger on it. I, I mean, I know uh, on a previous podcast, uh, I talked about it being quite dark and not like the kind of vibrant sunniness of uh, San Francisco, but I don't think it's that. I, I just don't think... It's not a very polished game. I know that. That's, that's for starters. It's not particularly polished. Um, and I don't know. I just thought well, turn around London would be so much more fun. But then... I do that every day anyway, so does it really matter? I don't know, it's just weird. I, 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 can't, I can't quite put my finger on it, but yeah, I'm enjoying it, don't get me wrong. Um, mm. I just need to step back from uh, Watch Dogs 2, uh, in mm. my opinion. But, you know, I, hope, um, I, hope, I do hope it does sell well, because I think 
Watch Dogs 2 was probably the best in the series. Watch Dogs 3 has got some great, great elements. And I think, yeah. you know, like Assassin's Creed, they kind of like done a game. It's like, okay, they've done a second game, which was great. And then they kind of built on that. And I hope they kind of build on Watch Dogs to be like a, a better game for maybe a, a next-gen specific version or something, Watch Dogs 4 or something. That's what I hope. Okay. Um, but it's fine. You know, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's as good as Watch Dogs 2. I've I've beaten the game and I'm I'm very close to getting the platinum. Uh, the oh, wow. my my cloud save doesn't work on PS5, so I can't play it on PS5 with my save, which is devastating. Uh, so if I want to get the platinum, I'm going to need to do it on PS4. So that's quite sad. That's a very very big yeah, very problem for me to have. Can you not transfer the save game from Ubisoft to? Oh, you see, they give it the option to, but it doesn't work. Oh, sons of bitches! Yeah. And so I need to get the PS4 version. I could play it on PS5, but I need to download the PS4 version of Watch Dogs Legion on my PS5 in order for it to work. Oh, me. And it doesn't you have all free, the... You get a free upgrade, right? The PS5 version. Yeah, you do, but it doesn't... Oh, okay. the, the cloud save currently can't transfer to the PS5 version. It's very confusing, but yeah, it's a pain in the ass. So, I don't know. <laughs> I, might, I haven't gone, gone back to it since, so I might not now, but yeah, it's not as good as Watch Dogs 2. I agree. Uh, Mr. Toby yeah. Anderson, what is your game of the week, sir? Um, my game of the week is uh, East 8. So I played one of the East games. I think it was East 4, wasn't it? Mer- Memories of Celsetta uh, for review uh, maybe five, six months ago. Um, and I thought with the East 9 coming out in February, and hopefully we'll get our hands on that as well, I think I'd, I thought I'd play East 8 because that was the only other one I could actually play on a system I owned. Um, and yeah, it was all right. It was um, it's I think East is kind of a sort of middling RPG sort of franchise. It sits in the middle somewhere, like a seven out of ten, sort of reaching for an eight. Maybe maybe East Nine will get an eight. Um, but that kind of you know, it's not quite got the best graphics ever, and it's not quite you know got the best story ever. But it's it's good, and it all and it all tied you over. Um, so basically, you have this like you shipwreck on a desert island, um, and you spend at least 15 hours of the start of the game searching for all of the shipwrecked survivors um, on the island, um, and fighting, finding that there's dinosaurs on the island, and all sorts of stuff like that, real-time fights and things, and it's kind of fun. Um, but that just feels like it wasn't really going anywhere, and then suddenly you start to find out all this history of the island, and there was a civilization on the island, and all this stuff, and another playable character. And by the end of it, it was getting pretty epic, um, with like you know very very far-reaching storyline stuff that completely remade the whole of the storyline um, from from in multiple games, um, which I thought was kind of cool. So I got very very into it in the last sort of ten hours or so of the storyline. Um, hit about forty-two hours, I think, in total. Um, and yeah, I just finished it. And instead of that, I went out and bought um, Code Vein. So maybe next week will be a Souls-like for a game of the week, um, but I thought I'd hold off on that until Greg was on because it's my first. Well, it's not my first because I, I I played Bloodborne quite a bit, but but never really got along with it. And I've got four bosses in to um, Code Vein already this weekend, so we'll see. Impressive. Thanks. I saw you were playing. I was like, oh, he's playing Code Vein. Nice. Yeah, I've had a lot of trouble with one today, but about twenty tries. Wow. <laughs> and, and then uh, and then. Kick that bitch's ass. <laughs> <laughs> the actual time I won, I won very convincingly, which is quite satisfying. Um, I didn't win by the skin of my teeth. Are you, um, are you one of those gamers that will repeatedly fail at something and then walk away from the game and then an hour later come back and do it first time? Yeah, yeah that is too. very common. I yeah. don't know why. 
it's like you could try and try and try and try and try and you just get worse and worse and worse and you try different tactics that you've read online and you get worse and worse and then you go away and you come back the next day and do it first time and you're just mm. like what yeah what <laughs> oh okay let's move on <laughs> <laughs> yeah happens a lot yeah it's funny and finally sean davies your game of the week sir everything everything every single game Oh man, I can't decide. There's just the PS5's launch lineup has been amazing. Just all of them. Just every game that's launched on the PS5. Okay. Okay, one specifically, and then Astro's Playroom is just. Oh. It's delightful. Um, so basically, it's a collection. It's, it's more than a tech demo of what the PlayStation 5 can do. Um, it's, it's basically a continuation of everything that the Astro Rescue can do. And it's if Sony was smart, they'd just bang out three or four of these over this console generation because they are just purely lovely little games, lovely little platformers that completely betray expectations. You know, you're climbing up some platforms, but actually those platforms contain things and you just can't see them from the original camera angle. And then you're off adventuring. And if anything, the, the Astro's Playroom is like a celebration of PlayStation. Uh, if you've not seen anything of it, it's basically a nod to every single thing, memorable thing that, that Sony have ever done from PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation VR, all the move controllers, PSP, PSP Go, which I still think is the most underrated handheld of all time. Uh, it, it's just a little wonderful game that's, that's very PlayStation centric and full of little Easter eggs. And the gameplay is lovely. And I cannot believe that it is free. Cannot yeah. believe it's free. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel I feel like I'm robbing Sony for playing this game. <laughs> I feel like highway highway robbery, just you know, well, stand and deliver. Know. Here's your game. I think the 360 pounds you pay for the system is justified enough for Astro's playroom, to be honest. Well, and I say this, I say this because. I, I thought back to lots of other console launches over the years. You know, I've had uh, Xboxes and the Playstations and there's Mega Drives. And the, I remember the best ones where, where, where you had a, a packing game. And more recently with like console launches, it's the ones where you don't have to install patches or, or anything. So basically to have Astro's Playroom on your PlayStation and for it to be there and just ready to go, and you know it was it was like okay well i'll play this i'll play astro's playroom well everything else is downloading and it was just like that was such a very like a smart thing to do because first impressions of a lot of consoles are switch a ton download a patch put the game in download a patch for that and to have something that you just put in go you know you get your console starts you just go and that's brilliant such a great first impression for console mm. Yeah, I mean, I could write a lyrical for hours about Astro's Playroom. It's uh, it's, it's quite it's quite exceptional, to be honest. Um, it's a top-tier game. And I don't know if it can be included in the game of the year because it's a pack-in. But, oof, it's tremendous. Anyway, we'll get into that in a bit. So, yeah, I completely agree. It's awesome. What's your, what's your game of the week, then? Um, I'm going to settle on one that I thought was my game of the week last week, but it wasn't because I haven't really played enough of it. But today, I beat uh, Spider-Man Mars Morales. And I think it's better than the first one. Ooh, that's quite a claim. Is it pretty much the same game? I mean, yeah. (laughs) Is it the same city, just with snowing? Yeah. Did I cry my eyes out at the end? Yeah. So it has those things going for it in a similar way. But it's just a streamlined 
near perfect version of the first Spider-Man game. It's everything that was great about the first one just packed into a greatest hits collection with a different character. And when it was over, I've never done this before because I don't really like it, but I jumped straight back into a new game plus. And I know that's okay because it's like seven or eight hours if I just ignore the side quests and just go straight through the story. Miles is a fantastic character. The people that surround him are really in- interesting and fun to be around. The story is incredibly engaging. The finale, the final boss battle is possibly one of my favorites of all time. It was just exceptional. And I don't think this game is getting enough credit for what it is. I mean, it's 40 pounds if you look in the right places. And it's just a great game. It's a great game. And there isn't enough praise going to Insomniac for what they've done with this game, I don't think. Because it's just exceptional around every corner, especially on PS5. I mean, I'm not one for frame rates, but I was playing 30 FPS, saw the ray tracing and stuff like that. It was looking lovely. Then I saw the option for 60 frames per second. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. I don't really care about frame rates, but I'll just give it a go. Oh my good Lord. I have not looked back. I can't play it now in 30 FPS. It sounds like a really cocky, annoying thing to say. And I, I just can't do it. Once you go 60, you never go big sty. I guess that's the statement. It's just a beautiful game and it plays so, so well. And I love the added extra they've, they've, they've added to the stealth elements of it. I love how the world adapts to Miles Morales rather than to Peter Parker as Spider-Man. And I love the suits. I love all the little Spider-Verse Easter eggs that's in there. Oh, it's just absolutely superb. It was considered for my game of the year list, but I don't think it's going to make it because I think I've got my three. But, oh man, I don't know why everyone's not playing it right now because it's generally the best launch game I've ever played. Could um um because obviously I've just like don't concentrate whatsoever. Could you explain the whole how you get Spider-Man Miles Morales if you've already got the original game? Is that a thing? I can't even remember. Uh no. So how it goes is do you want me to explain it again? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Uh, you can buy you, you can buy Miles Morales. Um, it's a standalone game. You don't need the f- first game to play it. So you can just go out and get it. Okay. Um, there is an option to include the Spider-Man remastered version for the PS5. That's like £70, I think. Or you can buy the standard Mars Morales and then upgrade to Spider-Man remastered for like £20 if you want to, which I did today because I was just in a Spider-Man mood and I was like, I need to play more Spider-Man. So I got Spider-Man remastered today as well. And yeah, it's, it's quite easy to pick up. And you can, once you get the PS4 version, you can play it in a shiny version on your shiny new PS5 that you're getting in December, Paul. Fabulous. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, just these, it's these, you don't need the first Spider-Man to play it at all. Think of it like um, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. So it's just like a standalone thing, but it right. ties into the same story. Gotcha. Thank you. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, man, I could talk about it for hours. Maybe I will one day. But first, it's time for the trivia challenge with Mr. Sean Davies. Hi. Hi. So, given what's happened this week in the UK, I decided to do a quiz all about console launches, or there or thereabouts, because it's quite difficult to come up with questions about console launches. So, some of them aren't about console launches, but they are, you know, around about the same area of industry and, like, knowledge. So, if you've never done this before, I'm going to ask 10 questions, 
Um, these guys are going to answer them quest- these questions and then we're going to get the answers at the end of the podcast and we're going to find out who got the most right answers. Are you guys ready? Yes. Never. Hell yeah. yeah. Who was it? Okay. Who, who won last week? Not a clue. You've already forgotten, haven't you? It was me. That's all right. I know. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to blow up your head any more than it already is, doing. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10 don't worry about it it's not a thing let's just move on I know aced it this, this is like what was the 10 out of 10 last week 10 out of 10 the week before yeah oh, Greg God. got 10 out of 10 the week before yeah, yeah. something smells yeah. a bit fishy <laughs> now, I, 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 know I, smell, that, I smell that as well yeah, yeah. You know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. now the, the problem is right now, now that everyone's sending their, their questions on Slack to me during at the end of the quiz at the exact moment the quiz ends I know no one's cheating so if you could all do that that would be great and uh, I know that you won't be cheating. So let's kick this off with question one. Name one of the two PS4 games that were part were offered as part of the PlayStation Plus service during the first month of the PlayStation 4 launch. Such poor bias. What do you mean? I've got a memory like a sieve. Come on. What do you mean? What do you uh-huh. mean? Ten minutes into the quiz, and we got our first. What do you mean? I like it. <laughs> Question one: Name one of the two PS4 games that were offered as part of the PlayStation Plus service during the launch month of the PlayStation 4. Okay. Question two: To the closest 100 pounds, how expensive was the PlayStation 3's recommended retail price when it launched in the UK in 2007? Question two, to the closest £100, how expensive was the PlayStation 3's recommended retail price when it launched in the UK in 2007? Okay. Question three, which of these fifth generation of consoles launched first in Europe? Was it the Atari Jaguar? The Sega Saturn or the Sony PlayStation? So which of those launch first? Oof. The Atari Jaguar. Rawr. <laughs> oh my God. Was that question three? Sorry. That was question three. There we go. I miss you on these quizzes, Paul. Sorry, I'm <laughs> some kind of something to it. So question three, which of these fifth generation of consoles launched first in Europe? Was it the Atari Jaguar, the Sega Saturn, or the Sony PlayStation? Okay, question four. Uh, the, Nin- the Nintendo 64 launched in Europe with four titles. Name two of those titles. That's Ross Bias right there. I like it. Keep it up. <laughs> I've tried I've tried to cater to everyone's bias. <laughs> okay. Is that two points? Uh, no, just one point. Damn. Question, <laughs> question four. The Nintendo 64 launched in Europe with four titles. Name two of those games. It's harsh, isn't it? Bloody hell. I know. Well, that, that would be Ross and Toby Bias. <laughs> I think yeah, I think I've got two. Okay. Question five. Which console launched with nineteen launch titles, including including Star Wars Obi Wan, Max Payne, and Oddworld Munch's Odyssey? 
question five, which console launched with 19 launch games, including Star Wars, Obi-Wan, Max Payne, and Oddworld, Odd Munch's Odyssey? Okay, question six. How many PlayStations did Sony sell in the first month after release? Was it 300,000, 400,000, or 500,000? It's been the original PlayStation. Yes. Or was it? Hence, it didn't come with PlayStation 2 or. What? Well, no, people say I've got PlayStation. PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4. PlayStation. Just saying. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, okay, how many toasters did Sony sell? No. <laughs> toaster many... two or toaster three? Sorry, uh, I'll be more specific. Toaster X. Um, question six: How many PlayStations did Sony sell in the first month after release? Was it three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, or five hundred thousand? Okay, question seven: Which piece of hardware was described at launch as a mandatory part of the Xbox One system? but was not included in any console box manufactured post-March 2014. R.I.P. Pull one out. Pull one out for my homies. <laughs> the question seven, which piece of hardware was described at launch as a mandatory part of the Xbox One system, but was not included in any console box manufactured post-March 2014? Okay, question eight. What is the name of the game that is included with every PlayStation 5? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> In question eight. What is the name of the game that is included with every PlayStation 5? Okay. <laughs> Question nine. What was the name of Sega's first ever console, which only ever released in Japan and Australasia? Oh, the toughie. Question nine. What was the name of Sega's first ever console, which only ever released in Japan and Australasia? And finally, question 10. Which console was the first ever to release a slim version? Ooh, good question. So question 10, which console was the first ever to release a slim version? And that was the quiz. Nice. <laughs> Good quiz. Smelly quiz. Do you think? Hmm. What yeah. was so special about Australasia that they got Sega's console? Probably they could stick it on a boat and just send it there rather than plane. Yeah, I think maybe. I might have got that one right. I think I saw it on that documentary series on Netflix. You maybe did, because I think that's where I took that question from. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I've got that one right. God damn it. Right, I'm going to go watch that uh, documentary. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, just do it real quiet, all right? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, just stick on subtitles. <laughs> oh, right then, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to do both barrels this week. 
purely because all the news has been about, you know, PS5 launches and stuff. Instead, we're going to go straight into our main topic, which is the PS5 launch. Now, this is pretty huge, so we might be talking about this for a while. Uh, I managed to snag one. Sean's managed to snag one. And we're going to get into it right now about our first impressions and what we think so far of the PlayStation 5. Before we do, I just want to do a quick shout out to Toby Anderson, who, <laughs> much like much like Linkin Park, tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it didn't really matter. Uh, do you want to explain your journey on Thursday? Uh, I had a bit of a bad day on Thursday. Um, <laughs> I, by the end of this, I'll tell you what happened, but by the end of this, I got into a bit of pretty deep funk about PlayStation 5 and I didn't want one anymore. Um, and um, I wrote a piece about it and you can read it on the website if you feel like it. Um, but we're going to pretend that, you know, that was all because, you know, I didn't want a PS5 in the first place. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you, it was, um, I did try. Um, so to be honest, I think launch day was a bit of a debacle um, from... Sony, Sony's point of view. To be honest, the same sort of thing with Xbox as well um, in the weeks beforehand. They've both sold out. The pre-ordering process is a bit of a, a hash job that's not really pre-ordering, in my opinion, anyway. The idea of a pre-order is that the company then knows how many to make and ready, to, ready for launch day. But there's no, there's no way they were ever going to be able to make enough. So the process of pre-ordering is kind of a facade. It doesn't make any sense. And then launch day was kind of exactly the same thing as pre-ordering had been. Um, which is just first come first serve bots will beat you there anyway and um, we're all you know crazily desperately refreshing websites that then crash um, so it's you know the bots nab them all they put them on ebay it's a system that just carries it, it, in my head it's like it's just going to carry on and on and on until they've got enough stock you know to actually um facilitate all the people who actually want to buy one so there's going to be you know the next couple of months at least where they're making another couple of million um consoles to actually satisfy demand for the first wave and that's going to take a long you know it's going to take a long time for people waiting it's going to it's, it's going to feel a lot more than two months if you see what i mean but it's going to it, it could be you know as many as sort of six months or something depends on covid depends on all those kind of things I would make a quick shout out to the different companies who tried to do this. There's there was absolute shambles from Curry's that um, just decided to then shut down and not sell any of their PS5, uh, PS5. So presumably they have stock and they're just sitting on it. I don't know what's going on there. Um, there was, you know, Very and John Lewis and a few of those other ones, which if, if you were in there in the one minute that they were available and same with Amazon, about one minute you had, um, then then that was very lucky. And I think that's what, what Paul managed um, with Very. Um, and then Game did it in a completely different way, which was interesting. They had a queue um, that actually worked like a queue instead of just working as a queue to let you into the website. It was a queue of everyone who got in there first, you know, the first come first serve into this queue and you're set up. And then once you actually got through the end of the queue, which was about an hour long, um, you had a whole half an hour to actually make your purchase. And obviously everyone's slowly getting put into that, into, into that um, area to do that. Um, once I was in that area, I could refresh the website, I could do anything I wanted. It knew my IP address and it knew what I was, you know, that I was allowed in. It's just that there was really only about four PS4, PS5s left and everyone nabbed them in that three minutes I was there um, and then they were gone. Um, so, yeah, vicious circle. It's going to go round and round and round for a few months. Um, but I would suggest that anyone who is um, feeling sore about PS5, um, not to listen to the next bit of this podcast and uh, <laughs> B, to go onto the website, find my, uh, find my article about it and read all the reasons why you don't need one, which is uh, you can upgrade later. Everything's out on the console, current consoles anyway, everything big anyway. Uh, current gen 
versions aren't any worse than PS5 versions because they weren't built for it. Um, don't prop up capitalism. You're not last. You're just not first. And buy a Switch. Those are my basic reasons. Um, so, and I'm probably going to buy a Switch. So, um, we'll see. We'll see Nintendo going through all of this without, you know, just shrugging their shoulders. Anyway, I'll leave it there. I'm quite happy to listen to uh, everything that's been uh, that, that you guys have seen on your lovely new PS5s. Um, but uh, yeah, I have to wait a bit for mine. But he's not bitter, ladies and gents. That's the no, thing. no, 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 not at all. Oh man, I'm so sorry. I know you tried. You <laughs> tried your ass off. We tried all week, didn't we? We're like we were keeping you up. I'm like, mate, here we go. 9 a.m. midday. Be there. We were uh, so on it. We were so on it. But so, so it. were another hundred thousand people in the UK. Yeah, That's the, trouble. the bastards. Yeah. Oh uh, well. Anyway, here's a bunch of reasons why you do need a PS5. <laughs> go for it, <laughs> Sean Davies. Your first impressions. It's a fat boy, isn't it? Well, yours is. <laughs> Mine's a sleek motherfucker. So, yeah, I mean, the first thing I noticed was how big the goddamn box was. So I know, I know that, like, everyone was saying on the internet, oh, it's really big. And I set my expectations at, it's really big. And then it came, and I was like, this is bigger than my expectations. And I already expected <laughs> it to be big. Um, it is, if I, if I stand it sideways on my shelf, it, it, it overlaps some of my TV. So it doesn't go on my shelf that way. It lies down using the sleek nice little um stand thing and i'll tell you that stand is, a, is an ingenious little bit of kit because it it keeps it off the ground it basically elevates it the yeah. entire way around but you can't lay you can't lay it down without it can you is that right no no you can't because it's a wonky shape and all that kind of jazz but <laughs> but it's it's cool because that way you don't have like one side of the console just heating up all the time it's basically levitating off the ground using this cool little handle thing so i've got it set up i turned it on and everything just works brilliantly it takes a bit of getting used to and i think that's um they, they've changed some things in the ui which are uh, much better there are some things that i use regularly like playstation trophies which are now a bit too out of the way for my liking but as, as a user experience logging on was quick very easy everything worked perfectly and the fact that Astro's Playroom was just there and you could play it while everything else was downloading it's just a great idea and yeah I am very happy with the console so far that was my first impressions mm -hmm. how about you yeah I don't like the new trophies you don't like the new trophies no well I don't like the new trophy interface I suppose um before on PS4 they were in a nice handy vertical list you could read them all quite easily and now they're horizontal in these cards. And they're all big and bulky. And it's like, yeah, no, not a fan. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because like, they are tied to the activities, aren't they? So basically, you know your activity yeah. cards. So one of the things that's, that Sony have been talking about is how you can basically jump to activities. And they, trophies are now tied to those activities. Now, it makes sense if you want to target a specific trophy. So like, like in Little Big Planet, you can just go to that activity and say, I missed this trophy, press square, and it loads that part of the game instantly. Yeah. It's very smart. But if you're, if you're playing Spider-Man and you're going through the game linearly, like you would expect to, then it just doesn't work for those kind of narrative experiences because you're, just, you're like having to go down the list horizontally rather than vertically. Yeah. It's just it's a bit odd. 
It is odd, and you don't have the option to change it either, which I find annoying. Yeah. I'd have the choice, at least, but um, it's frustrating. What did happen was I loaded up Spider-Man Remastered, and I downloaded my cloud save, and I instantly got a platinum. You did. So that was nice. So my first PS5 platinum, by default, is Spider-Man Remastered. Oh, that's how, nice. How did you do that? Because I didn't think there was the ability to, to transfer saves yet. The update came this morning. You're kidding. On Spider-Man PS4. <laughs> and so I downloaded Spider-Man PS4 on my PS4 and I got the I got the cloud save, deleted it, went to the PS5, downloaded the cloud save, boom, platinum. Lovely. Nice. Well done. Yeah. All three suits, the brand new ones just sitting there waiting for you. And uh yeah, it was shiny. Um so far, mate, I I'm just gonna say it. The digital version is so much prettier than the disc version. I mean it just is. It's so slick. It's just so tidy. I'm staring, I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, oh, you're so pretty. It is big. It's a bulky boy. Um, the PS4 Pro next to it, it's, I'd say, a third taller than the PS4 Pro. It's really quite tall. And it's because it's got tons of magical gubbins going on inside it, which make it all work. And I'm really happy with it so far. The lineup, I think we've delved into a good portion of it so far. Um, Sean and I do the game sharing so we can jump on each other's games. And I think we're slowly working our way through a few of them. We've just got Sackboy, which is great as well. And it's just, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy with it so far. There's not an awful lot about it I can really complain about. I don't like the fact that there's no, there's no movie or music store yet or TV store, which I thought was quite weird. Oh, there is. You can't buy movies on PS5 yet. Can you not? No. It's only a game store. I thought if you downloaded... So if you go into media and download PlayStation movies, I'm pretty sure you can down, buy them from there. Huh. I've got my movies. I've downloaded the app. Maybe it's in there somewhere. I'll have a look. But uh, yeah, I mean... In terms of function, there's very little to complain about so far. It's working perfectly. I know some PS5s are not working perfectly. But I want to thank America for uh, beta testing the PS5. So now we have a shiny version of it here in the UK. And it seems to work, uh, seems to work well. Um, the first thing I need to talk to you about properly is the DualSense. Let me have it. What do you think? That is the most next-gen part of this console. Mm-hmm. You know, Everything else you can do on a different console. It might be shinier. It might be at less frames. It might be slower to load. But the one thing you cannot do on any other console is what the DualSense does. And it is a transformative controller. This, you know, this is, this is a different experience with the PlayStation 5 than it is any other console. And games that I've play, played on the PS4, I've, I've got a review written for um, WRC 9. I gave it a 7 out of 10 on PS4. I said it was a, a very proficient racer. Um, the score is higher on the PS5 by a bit. I can't really see. I won't spoil it. But, but anyway, the, the way that the DualSense works is phenomenal. The, the triggers, they, if, when they're used right, when they aren't just there to um, like rumble and jumble, like there are some games that have just chucked it on and not really, not really thought about it as much, which is one of the things I was a bit disappointed with uh, Spider-Man because despite the fact that you do get like a rumble, you don't get it as much as some other games. 
Um, but take, take WRC9, for example. Um, every time the exhaust pops, the controller rattles and the um, speaker in the controller pops. There's a, like a constant growl coming from the, con the controller uh, that's basically the car's friction against the floor. The triggers, so the, the brakes are controlled with L2. And if you're driving on snow or gravel, you will have a different uh, amount of pressure that you need to apply to L2 to brake because obviously brakes work differently in different conditions. It is phenomenal. It changes a game completely. I, I have genuinely sold on this thing. And I think this is quite, quite frankly, the most next gen thing that's, that's been released on, across every console. You know, the speed's lovely, the frame rates are great, the, the 4K resolution's lovely, but guess what? This is what changes a game. It's something you can't do anywhere else. And it's, it's quite amazing playing through something like um, Astro's Playroom that basically makes use of everything. You know, everything that you could possibly do on that, that controller has been utilized in some way. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, there are so many little things that you could do with this con controller um, that could like very, could revolutionize some games. Um, it's just little things like, um, uh, at one point, these uh, enemies pop out of the ground on Astro's play, Playroom. And every time they do, you get a little vibration in the controller. So it's so slight. But at one point, I wasn't really paying attention. And I was looking at my phone on Twitter because guess what? Load, t load times are now a thing in the future. So if I want to look at Twitter, I have to do it while I'm, while I'm gaming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm not really paying attention. But that small vibration tells me that there is enemies. And I've, I've, it's brought my attention back. I'm thinking to myself, like the encounters on Final Fantasy and things like that. Like if you can, if, if when they see you, you get it like a jolt. Like, you know, when, that, when the explanation point appears on top of a, an enemy's head and they start closing on you to start a fight. That is such a small thing, but it is a transformative experience because then, oh shit, something's seeing me, I've got to run. Imagine Resident Evil with those things. How how crazy is Resident Evil going to be? Oh man! With those kind of the dual sense things, this control is like a game changer, and I'm so impressed. What about you? you? You enjoying it so far? Yeah, I mean, I've been enjoying it on Astro. Obviously, everything about it is just phenomenal. There's moments where birds fly past you, and you feel it in the controller. Like on left and right, you'll feel the birds just swoosh past you. And I've been playing it for a little while up to that point, but it was that moment I was like, holy shit, this is unreal. And yeah, Astro is built to be a demonstration of the dual sense, but I don't think I was quite ready for just how immersive it makes you feel. And how, or how immersed, sorry, it, uh, it makes you feel. And I've been trying it on a few different games. Uh, Call of Duty is a great one for it. Uh, you've really got to push the trigger down in order to shoot. And you can feel the pressure kind of beating against you when you're just about to run out of clip. And you can't push it down when you're out of ammo. You've got you've to gotta actually reload in, until you can use the trigger again, which is just crazy. Um, Fortnite does it very well as well, um, especially with the SMGs and the assault rifles. You really kind of feel that resistance on the trigger when you need to, uh, you need to go. I mean, you've got to play a little differently because there's, like, there's a split second that you can't shoot because you're pulling back on the trigger rather than just pressing it down. 
And those moments make you feel really immersed. And I was using the mic on it the other day and someone said, have you set up your, your USB mic? I said, no, I'm just using the DualSense. And the DualSense microphone is amazing. It, it, it makes you sound like you're using a kind of a Yeti or something. It's really, really crystal clear. And yeah, it's great. And it feels weighty. It feels heavier than the uh, DualShock 4. It feels really nice in your hands. Um, I love the, the style of it. You know, the, the colors of the buttons are a bit of a miss, but yeah, so far it's a, it's a phenomenal controller and probably one of the best I've ever used. You know, what, one of the things I was really worried about with the symbols was that um, for kids, and I like I do this, put this through the, my kids' eyes, um, sometimes when I'm talking to some of my younger kids, like they'll, they'll say, what button do I have to press? And I say the red one or the green one or the blue one. Or, so, so they might understand colors better than shapes. And sometimes when they're not thinking, they look at the buttons and they don't see. But I'll be honest with you, my five-year-old, he's been playing Spider-Man, which I know he shouldn't, but there is the, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man version, which means he can't die in combat. So great. Um, he loves it. He loves the way the buttons look. He says they're like glass. They look like inside out. I don't know what that is exactly what that's supposed to mean, but he keeps raving about this controller. Um, and he absolutely loves the way that it does with the swinging, you know, in, in Spider-Man. So you yeah. can feel in, in your right hand as you're swinging, you can feel the tension as, it, as the, the string, you know, extends. You can hear that. It's very, very cool. But yeah. it fits in my kids' hands perfectly as well, which is, you know, I love it. And both all, all my kids have played with it and, and love it. So, Yeah. It, I, I wish the buttons were colorful, colorful and I wish they were the standard buttons, but then again, hmm. it does look fucking brilliant. <laughs> it, it certainly does. Uh, did you get the headset? I ordered one. Um, so I'm still waiting on two pieces of my order to be delivered because okay. Sony didn't send them out. I haven't got the charge stand and I haven't got the headset, which huh. I'm a bit devastated about. But um, yeah, as soon as they come, I will give you a heads up on what this 3D Pulse headset thing is like. Mm, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, what's your what's your favourite game so far besides Astro's Playroom? Um, that is a good question. I mean, Miles Morales is a very good looking game on the PlayStation Five. Um, mm. Oh yeah, you've been playing this on your new telly, haven't you? Yeah. So yeah, I've, yeah, I've gone from 1080p 30 frames per second on the PlayStation Four standard to 60 frames per second. Per second performance mode on the PlayStation. And it's just, it's night and day. I'll be honest with you, at at points during, during this and during Call of Duty, Call of Duty especially, I, I, I expected the game to cut from a cutscene to gameplay. I expected to see some kind of transition. And it's a part where you're stood in a bar and you're having a conversation. I'm thinking, this is a cutscene. And I just put the controller down. And then a couple of seconds later, I realized that the two characters I was speaking to had walked away and <laughs> that actually that was gameplay and that, <laughs> that I, was, I was part of this situation where I could have influenced it. I'm like, holy shit. Like as a jump mm. from standard PS4 to, you know, the PS5, Jesus Christ, it is a massive leap with this TV. I, I think my, my most impressive game um, is Spider-Man. Uh, Miles Morales is a very good game. I'm, I'm only a couple of hours into it, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Nice. You? Uh, yeah, Miles Morales, for sure. 
Um, I haven't, we haven't got Demon Souls, so I, I can't comment on that. But so far, Miles Morales. Um, I know it's a cross-generation game, but just there's something about it makes it feel, the 60 frames per second mode makes it feel like a next-gen game. And it makes it feel like a genuine leap. And that's when you realize all the talk about frame rates that we hear over the year. I'm like, oh, it's just, it's just techno babble. We don't really bother with it. But when you actually see it in action, it's like, oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, I get it. And Mars Rallis is a great one for that because it's so fast moving and it's so, and it swings around New York without, a, without skipping a beat. And it's beautiful to look at. Um, I tried Ghost of Tsushima today. Um, which benefits from the game boost. And I was playing that in 60 frames per second. And it's, yeah, it's just an, an extraordinary experience. Same with Days Gone and God of War, I believe. Does um, Ghost of Tsushima have any like haptic feedback and triggers stuff? Uh, not that I noticed, no. Because I imagine that would be fun if it did, you know, when you're doing your um, parries and things. Yeah. It doesn't, though. No, they need to do but- that. There's, yeah. there's only a handful of games I've had the haptic included. I think um, the most recent releases, um, like Last of Us Part Two, had haptics included, which I'm going to play for the first time on PS5 with boost mode. So that'll nice. be interesting. Yeah, I I played the WRC9 and I got to the tutorial. I was very much enjoying all the, uh, the haptics and the the DualSense feedback. But I suck at it. I still suck at rally games, even at 34 years old. So it's deleted now. Oh. I, didn't get, I didn't get past tutorial. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> nope, this isn't for me still. I'm out. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's an, an acquired taste for a game genre. Yeah, right, but so. Dirt 5 still looks fun. I think I might jump on that at some point. What games haven't we? So we haven't tried Demon's uh, Souls. Demon Souls, Dirt 5, Valhalla. Yeah, that's um, it. Th- those are the three major ones, I think. I've I've tried Borderlands Three. That is a massive upgrade as well. Mm. So it's just such a massive upgrade. The 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 way that the game looks on PlayStation Five compared to PlayStation Four is obscene. Like this is the way that the Thirteen remaster should have been done. That, that is exactly <laughs> the way it should be. Um, it looks so good. Yeah, um, I'm very impressed with the PlayStation Plus collection. Um, I've not delved into it too much yet because it turns out I own most of the most, most of those games. <laughs> And the games that I don't have, I've never really been overly excited about anyway. But um, I downloaded Call Call of Duty Black Ops 3 because it has the zombies mode from Black Ops. And I adore that more than anything. So to play that again was really fun. But yeah, I still find the PlayStation Plus collection somewhat lacking. There's a real kind of like lack of Concrete Genie, Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, these big PS4 games that aren't included, assumedly they're going to be added over time. I think I think that's the plan, unless they're just going to keep it to these 18 games. I really don't know. They haven't been clear about it. In in an interview this week, uh, Mr. Ryan said that that collection wasn't going to be growing, but there was news on something else. Uh, he just said it was a good ac- uh, customer acquisition tool. And I have a few friends that have had Xboxes the entire previous generation so they've only ever had an xbox one they've never had a ps4 and they've just picked up a a a playstation 5 with playstation plus and now have quite a library to go at i think it's more than likely that that they aren't putting the games on to the playstation the playstation plus collection that they think have 
likes to sell on their own. So like Horizon Zero Dawn's just been released on PC. You know, I don't think that's going to be coming onto it. You know, Concrete Genie, I think it's done really well. That's like a, a bit of a shadow hit, to be fair. Um, mm. it got, you know, got a couple of nice nods during Astro's Playroom. So that it did, that it did. I mean, we could fill a whole podcast with the uh, Easter eggs in Astro's Playroom. Yeah, I was really tempted to go through and, and try and capture them all. <laughs> Eurogamer have done a great video for that. Have they? Okay, I went by Thanks, Eurogamer saving some time. Yeah, I was tempted to do a stream because I'm chasing the platinum right now and I was tempted to just run around and see how many I could find. But uh, maybe I'll still do that. We'll see. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the overall impression so far. There's still was a long way to go. It's not a perfect system. I still, I'm not a fan of the trophies. I'm not a fan of how I now have to go to further lengths in order to turn it off. Um, everything's, everything is like one button press further away than it used to be. And it's not a big deal, obviously, but it's just like, oh, okay, I've got a, where's the rest mode button again? Where's the, you've got to sort of re- remind yourself that this is a new system and things are in different places. So it's a, it, yeah, it's a learning curve. And yeah, talking of curves. Oh my god, look at it! Just look at it in person, man. It's just a, it's just so sexy, and I can't, it's just so sexy. I can't stop staring at it when the lights come on, and like the room just goes blue. It's like, oh, oh, here we go. This is next gen. This is how to do it. But yeah, I'm sorry, man. I can't help it. I can't help it. I really, I find the the disc version. I find it weird. It's like, what do we call it? Like a beer belly when when it first got announced, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, that's what it is because. It's almost like the PS5 digital edition was like the first thing they designed. They went, oh shit, we need to put a disc drive on this somewhere. Yeah. And that's sort of, that's how I think it went down. But Yeah, I mean, I, I keep mine sideways on and I'll be honest with you, it looks like I've got modern art in my living room. It doesn't look like a console. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think that's, Katie hates it. Katie thinks it looks ugly. And um, that's, that's my wife, by the way. Hi, Katie. Um, <laughs> she, she really doesn't like it. She says it looks ugly. Um, but I, I it's really growing on me because it really stands out. It's like a conversation piece. Like you walk in and you go, what the hell is that? And I go, that's yeah. PlayStation 5. Um, <laughs> and they go, Speak, Speaking whatever. of um, your, your wife not liking it, my wife doesn't even want me to get one because she doesn't think it will look right in our living room. <laughs> oh, she said the same thing. Katie said, can, can we change the cover because it, it doesn't match the wallpaper? Like wow. what? It matches. It's just too big. If if it has to go on top, like if it can't go on a shelf, then she's not going to be happy. Not at all. I'm kind of happy with it now because I had a, I've got a black sort of black frame television, a black soundbar, a black PS4 Pro, and a white Xbox, and the Xbox was really standing out. And so I'm kind of happy that the Pro is that the the five is here now to to kind of balance out the the tech I've got under my TV. <laughs> Okay, I've got a nice new TV cabinet now, which is white. I have a white HomePod sitting on my white TV cabinet. I am literally looking forward to my white PlayStation 5, which will fit on my white TV cabinet. It also has a blue glow on it as well, by the way. So it's going to be fucking awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's, oh, it's going to be perfect. Obviously. No white. It's going to be perfect. Um, in regards, Paul, so in regards to your, your sort of Thursday experience, because obviously people could go in on Thursday, they couldn't get them that day, but they'll arrive at some point in December when the next batch of stock comes in. Toby was having a bit of a mare, and you managed to get one through very. Did you find the process as kind of stressful as Toby did? <laughs> you all got to literally hate me for this. Cause, oh, God. Like, 
<laughs> I, was, I wasn't particularly uh, fussed about getting a PS5 on launch day because I thought it was going to be some mad rush. I can't be clicking refresh all day while I'm at work, so I wasn't really going to be bothered. But then you, Roscoe, you sent me this really handy link that you're a game that had up where there's updating every so often a Twitter feed with all the links where the shop's selling stuff. So, um, you know, I was just like, oh, I'll look what's happening. Clicked on very, it says you're in the queue. And I said, oh, okay, fine. Next thing you know, it's my, my basket, but you could only buy it, the, the, the disc one, uh, and you had to buy a second control, otherwise it wouldn't be added to your basket, which I think is a fairly, uh, you know, some people might find it a little bit kind of, a bit naughty, but I think it's, it's probably a fair way to keep like, um, keep scalpers out and bots and things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought, oh, okay, fine, I'll do it. I, I, I added the joypad, added the PlayStation, went to my basket. I was like, wow, this can't be this easy, surely. And then I went to pay, pay the payout bit and I put my card details in and it got accepted and I got an email that says, you've got a piece of fire coming your way. Uh, I was like, oh, wow, that was an odd. Mm. <laughs> so I totally got it because you were trying and I wasn't. So, um, and that, and I, I didn't, I mean, I, I went on to like, Curry's a few times. I said, you're like 8,000 in the queue or something. I thought, well, I've dispatched that one. Um, I tried John Lewis and they, their sites broke immediately. Um, so I tried a few sites, but for some reason, very, it must have been a perfect storm. I just clicked the, clicked the link and it all just happened. Um, they did have a bit of a mess up with their kind of like, delivery thing because I, I paid for it. It says you're going to get it on Saturday, which would be yesterday. Um, and then it didn't arrive. And they said they were going to come on the 18th of December, then the 17th of December, then back to the 18th of December. And then finally, they got an email saying, um, there's been an error on the website. Uh, my heart sank, obviously. Um, but it just said um, it's definitely coming 17th of December. So, fingers crossed. But yeah, I, I, I didn't have much of a much of a problem at all, really. Sorry, Tobe. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas to just, you, Paul. Just quietly seething, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm to glad you fair, got one, it, to be it, honest. It, it, but... things just never... I said to Ross, didn't I? I said, Ross, I said, it's all gone through, but I said, I'm just not that lucky to actually make it. <laughs> yeah. buy one it was just like, I should have said that I should have said I'm not that lucky and then boom <laughs> <laughs> that was the trick yeah. that was what you were yeah. missing uh, you know what Paul's like during the quiz it's just oh it's not going to happen and then it happens <laughs> exactly you can't disappoint yourself then can you do you know what I mean so, yeah. then, um, but, though, but to be fair glad about actually is like this Astro's um, playroom that comes bundled yeah. it's like harks back to the days of you know uh, Alex Kid or Super Hang On, um, mm. the Master System, things like that. You get game bundles. That's great. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's it's so good considering what you guys are saying. I've not played it, but oh, no, it's great. It's that good, and it's a freebie. Happy days. Yeah, and it's uh, it's not a massive game. It'll like if you want to go for the platinum, it'll be like maybe five hours, I guess, in total. Uh, fine, but it? it's just pure joy from start to finish. Yeah, and it's great. No, exactly. Uh, I applaud uh, Sunny for that as well. I know they need to show off the dual sock and whatnot, but. Um, sensory um but you know bundle the game because i you know they've done it with place four didn't they the plate with the what's it called the one where you make you know, that does something the, the ps4 didn't they launching with oh uh the playroom yeah that's it yeah something yeah. like that and, and you had these astro bots and the joy pad or whatever that was quite fun but it wasn't a game uh, so I'm, I'm glad they've got like a like a bundled game and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing this ui as well i'd like to see what they've done with it so well, the UI is all right. It's shiny. Very, very sleek. Okay, uh, well, to be fair, though, what Toby, what were you doing when Paul got his uh, console? Yeah, there's, there's a small um, 
a terrible, terrible decision on my part was to go out and run an errand for 10 minutes um, at that moment. <laughs> it was, it wasn't at like, it wasn't on the dot of an o'clock. So I thought I'll be, I'll be good. But if I just go now, then I'll be back for the next, you know, 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or whatever it was. Um, and then suddenly I'm getting all these messages on Slack going, I've got one. And I was like, oh, fuck, fuck. To <laughs> 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 be fair, to be honest with you, um, I went on Very at 10.30. This was before, um, obviously, I, the 11 o'clock launch windows. And so I don't know if, like, I just sort of sneaked in or, it, or the site went a bit Yeah, worse. no, it wasn't an o'clock. It, it was launched. Yeah, it was not on time. Yeah. Same with a bunch of them, though. The John Lewis one was not on time at all and then crashed. Game was hours late like an hour or two late at least yeah it's terrible really i mean so and and but nothing is as bad as curries which just decided yeah. not to even bother yeah kept, they, kept all their stock like to themselves thousand pounds <laughs> you get like a seven thousand pound discount or something was that yeah it was it was on for two and a half thousand pounds so that no one would buy it and then suddenly it went down to 449 um you know when they when they were ready to go and then the whole thing crashes and um yeah have you guys heard that um people have been getting in the UK at least there's been a whole number of people getting um toasters and like uh, household appliances uh, delivered yeah. in PS5 labeled boxes yeah yeah it's uh who's that people, uh there there are some people that ordered through yodel that got messages saying sorry your PS5 has gone missing mm. wow and can you imagine i mean i i and felt a bit later on you get a toaster yeah i felt so lucky i mean when I was I was following the Amazon track thing like all day, <laughs> and uh, I did, it wasn't until like eleven a.m. that I got the message saying it was going to come on launch because uh, they were telling me before it was going to come on the Saturday. I was like, okay, I've, I've made my piece for that. That's fine. But then I got an email saying yeah, it's coming today. I was like, oh my god! So yeah, and I was following it all day. I was just making sure it was going to the right place, and <laughs> thank God it did. But yeah, some people have been really, really unfortunate. I think and, Greg was saying. Uh, yesterday or the day before that there was some he'd heard some, some story where someone saw the van come up outside and then you know just sat there for like two or three minutes got to the point where they were so anxious that this person was this delivery person was stealing their ps5 they went out there and like literally have you got something for me in the back what's in there all this kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of stuff <laughs> and yeah. i was like yep and he got and there was his ps5 in the back and he was just like oh, it's just really dodgy isn't it there's 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 a few delivery drivers out there and a few warehouse staff who've got PS5s who should not. But uh, And they're probably putting them up on eBay right now for £1,000. Yeah, yeah, it really sucks. But who's going to buy one on eBay for £1,000? Oh, okay. Oh, so God. Here we go. There's, there's a guy on, on Facebook on one of my groups who, who, was, who has bought one for £1,000. And this was his reasoning. He bought the camera, he bought the headphones, he bought FIFA and Call of Duty on PS5 only. So he went out and bought all of this stuff, presuming that he could go out and pick one up on release day. Uh, so his his reasoning was, <laughs> I need to go out and buy a thousand pound console to to fulfil the rest of the purchases that I've already made. Wow. Do you know? In a way, someone who's bought—I don't know if this is what type of gamer he is—but there's there's a few gamers who literally only play Call of Duty, and that's all they ever play. You know, and and, and Fortnite or whatever it might be, like particular games. Um, I know that there's there's people on my street who I can see you can see through their window sometimes. It's just one game. That's all that's ever being played. Um, and um, if if they 
buy Call of Duty and then they can't get a console. You can understand if they want to spend, you know, a thousand pounds getting it. It's the only game they're going to play for the next seven years. So why not? <laughs> yeah. well, one of my friends, there's a one strange my... logic there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like forced cost fallacy though, isn't it? It's like, I've already spent 300 pounds. I have to now go and spend a thousand pounds to make this 300 pound worth. Well, it's, it's, it's no yeah. different than buying some Ford Fiesta car mats. You think, oh shit, I need a car now. Yeah, there. There you go, eight grand for a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that's that a, that's a silly logic I, I get shout out to some people who you know who were very lucky on the original pre-order day and got like two or three set down and then bought them and then sold them at cost to their friends and family that's which i thought was that's that's fair mm, that's i could nice deal with people. that greg very nearly got one on on lunch day through oh, a yeah. uh, through oh, a friend of a friend but that didn't work out unfortunately um he was going to get it at cost as well which would have been fantastic but but I think out. I would have felt even worse if I was the only one. <laughs> At yeah, least I know. can share in my misery. <laughs> You've been the one that spent all week focusing on times and dates. I know, and I took a day off to do it all as well. Just, and, then, uh, wow. and then we all get PS5s except for you. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I mean, is there anything that you want to know about it? Is there anything that you'd like to like, say what like, like, we haven't discussed? things out for myself in a way. You know no, that's fair. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I, 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 you know, I just want to. You talk about the, the uh, dual sense, which I'm really excited to, to you know, get involved with. Um, yeah, everything else, it turns on. Everything, I like, you know, mm. it's hard to I explain very in- the dual oh, sense. Sorry, sorry, Toby, go on. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just very interested in how these things get when they get even better. Do you know what I mean? Like. Um, mm. You're, you're seeing them all at the very, very first time anyone's tried to do it. And I appreciate Asterisk Program at least is Sony and they know what they're doing with their own, you know, tech. So that will be a good example. But, you know, as you said, there's, there's a few things like Spider-Man's that you're sort of only just using. It's not working in every place. There's lots of games that don't have haptic feedback or triggers doing anything interesting yet. I just, you know, I think it could be more interesting what's happen- what will happen with brand new games, you know, going forward that have been designed with it in mind and have you know, these really, really interesting uses of, um, of adaptive triggers and things. Because mm-hmm. um, the, the dual sense does completely intrigue me. It's, it's one of the main things that people who've, who I've argued with in the last few days about the fact that I don't need a PS5 um, have said, the dual sense is why you do need a PS5. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to feel good about this, man. Shut up. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, one thing I wanted to ask you guys, uh, this kind of... Um, Sunday state drive. How's that working out? Have you really seen a difference? Like, oh yeah, load times. You didn't talk yeah. about load times. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I can boot up Mars Morales and get into game in about ten seconds. Nice. I mean, I'll boot up Mars Morales from the UI. It'll go straight to the main menu. I'll select my save. Mate, I don't think it's even two seconds. <laughs> well, I just remember that my old uh, my old um, MacBook. Uh, laptop thing had a solid state drive and you just opened it up turned it on it was there ready to go I thought wow mm. um, it's just insane I mean Astro's Playroom has no loading times do they still and... have like the um, uh, you know where you can like turn your Playstation off PS4 off and you turn it back on and it's exactly the same place I suppose that must be still be doing that thing yeah yeah. oh cool that's my favourite theme about the Playstation 4 that is so, so there, there was a bit of an issue with this in the first week. So the rest mode was calling all, all kinds of issues. It was like wiping people's PS5s and things, which made no sense. Um, I've, I've just basically decided I'm going to use it because um, if something happens, I'm not really losing that much because of cloud saves, thank God. Um, so basically, I'm, I'm using it and not having no problems. Uh, I turn on the PlayStation 
uh, I plash on the game icon, and I'm in the game. Nice. I, there's, there's no. I, I can't say that I've seen a single load screen on any game that I've played. Mm. Oh wow! I mean, the the kind of the, the the benchmark test I used was Fortnite, and I know I'll go on about it, but it's a very important thing in this particular conversation because it takes forever to load on PS4, doesn't it, uh, Sean? The PS4, it takes so long just to get into a game. And here you have the activity cards. And from the activity cards, you can select what you want to do. You can do solos, duos, or squads. And so I select solos. And it, t- it still takes a little while, but instead of like five or six minutes, it's like one minute and I'm in the game. And that's a massive difference. And it's just a, it's just a joke how long it takes on PS4, to be honest. And so that... Was a significant difference for me as a player of the game. So how how the load time? You said on Slack that um, Watch Dogs Legions had the least amount of PS5 pizzazz added to it. Um, are those god awful load times gone from the PS5 version? They're shorter. Oh wow! They haven't gone completely, but they are definitely significantly shorter. Well, or something, I suppose. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're they're loading an entire city on me so i guess you need to give it some slack but yeah it's yeah they're still there but there's no it's nowhere near as bad as it was for sure i wonder how no man's skull is it the ps5 version i think i've heard that rumor there is yes. yeah it is very very nice work. i can't wait for that it's i don't play nice. it but i'll turn it on just take off and land again and turn it off <laughs> just a bit just the fact you can go from one plane to another is enough for me <laughs> yeah I've never been too fussed about learning times. Like it's just a, it's a means to an end, isn't it? But oh, they, 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 well, the thing I think I've noticed that um, in the latter games, especially because obviously there's more data in games now, they, are, they have been getting progressively slower because they've got more to load. Um, so I've sort of been noticing a bit more. But, do, you know, um, do you remember the um, in the first Spider-Man game, the the fast travel where he's on the subway? Yeah, they're gone. Oh, okay. Don't need them. Three seconds, and you're on the other side of New York. Because, I mean, obviously, in the division, remember the fast travel division wasn't fast travel at all, was it? <laughs> no, it's <was> not. <laughs> it's just like no. walk travel yeah. or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's running travel. It's about the speed. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, that sounds good. Load times are a, a, a huge thing that, that's very important to this PS5. And it's not just um, games, you know. I've, I've noticed that Netflix loads faster, Prime Video loads faster, Disney Plus loads faster. It's the SSD just does what it does, and it just it mm. just gives you everything you want quicker than normal. It's the way forward. Uh, yeah, this is the way. By the way, the Mandalorian rules. Have you been watching season two? Yes. Oh, yeah. it's just getting better and better. I love it. I'm I'm fully up to date on a series for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you haven't got a PS5 or you, have, or you haven't got one on the way, then I feel really bad for you because it's 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 the greatest thing possibly that's ever been created in the history of mankind. And <laughs> if you have been trying but you just can't seem to get one, then you know I don't know what to say. <laughs> Absolute fucker. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> 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 oh dear quiz answers uh, but yeah <laughs> that's why all the reasons why you need a PS5 ladies and gentlemen yeah 
Sean and I are very, very happy. Paul's going to be delighted in December. At Christmas as well. He gets one a week before Christmas. Come on. Nice. And uh, yeah. Toby will get one soon. Me and Greg will get one. It will just be a few months away, I'm sure. If you want to uh, contribute to our Patreon to help mm. Toby get a £1,000 <laughs> PS5 on eBay, then uh, do let us know. Or if you want to actually tell people more about our Twitch streams, and then Sony would just send us one. Because <laughs> that's how that works, apparently. Yeah, it's really, really easy. And if you're, you know, famous. Anyway, let's jump to a brand new topic. And the Game Award nominations have been announced for 2020. You know the Game Awards. It's Jeff Keighley's three-hour ego trip that apparently we take a giant interest in because all of our favorite games are nominated and they show trailers as well. And that's why we're there. But we're going to go through the, nom- the uh, nominations. I'm going to throw them out to people and see what they think should win if they played it. And uh, yeah, we'll try and uh, knock these out. So I'm going to go from the, most, from the bottom to the top. So the most exciting one of all. Best esports host. <laughs> the, import, the important ones. Um, Alex Machine Richardson. Alex Golden Boy Mendez. James Dash Patterson. Jurian Shiva van der Heiden. And F. Excuse me, I do not know how to pronounce that name. You're not seriously going to go through every single... Who's going to win? Golden Boy. <laughs> Golden Boy's going to win because Golden Boy's the man. Okay, cool. Well, the one you can't pronounce because he is quiet, the quiet one, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, say that one again. Uh, no, it's just <laughs> offensive, isn't it? It's, offensive. <laughs> it's not offending any more people. Uh, no, well, we've got the best esports event, Blast Premier Spring E2020 European Finals for uh, Counter-Strike, Call of Duty League Championships, the IEM Katsu 2020 for CSGO, League of Legends World, Champ- World Championship 2020 and the Overwatch League Grand Finals. I didn't watch any of them. Did anybody watch any of them? Yeah, nope. Overwatch, Overwatch, Overwatch Grand Finals were great. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, best esports team, Damwon Gaming for League of Legends, Dalias Empire for Call of Duty, San Francisco Shock for the Overwatch League, G2 Esports for League of Legends, and Team Secret for Dota 2. Sean, who's going to win that? Not a clue. Okay. Give it to all of them. They've all been really good this year. Yeah. Put them on head and give them yeah. all a medal. It's all about the friends you make along the way, isn't it? You know? Yeah, and the enemies you shoot and get killed. That's exactly. exactly. Um, best esports athlete. That's a category. Fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> Ian Crimsix Porter for Call of Duty. Heo Showmaker Sue for League of Legends. Kim Canyon Gionbu for League of Legends. Anthony Shotzi Kuafes Castro for Call of Duty. And Matteo Hubout for CSGO. Who's going to win that? No idea. Okay. Uh, best esports game, COD Modern Warfare, Counter-Strike, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Valorant. I'm assuming it's going to be League of Legends. Or Valorant. Valorant's done really well this year. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're getting into games now. Almost. Uh, content creator of the year, we have Alana Pierce, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tapman, Jan Lopez, and Valkyrie. Not Sean, one you... fuck given. <laughs> Sean, do your kids watch any of these guys? I watch a few of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tim, Tim the Tapman is, is great, but he does swear occasionally, so I stopped watching the kids. So he did a lot. He, he was brilliant for um, the, the party game that was free on PlayStation Plus. What's it called? Bull guys. Bull guys. Bull guys. Bushy Bashy Special. No? Okay. So, so Tim the Tapman was brilliant during that period. He was trying to get a win on, on uh, Fall Guys and failed every day for about three weeks. And basically the, the entire Twitch descended on his channel every day to watch him try and get a win and he failed it was it was excellent viewing it was like car crash stuff 
and like he'd get to the, the final of so many games and then lose. And he, he was really trying. Uh, eventually, he got his win, and he had something like 1.8 people, million people watching him on various services. Tim the Tapman's going to win that, despite <laughs> the fact that Alana Pierce is is very cool. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, also any... I really like Alana Pierce. She's uh, the only one I've ever even heard of is Alana Pierce. Yeah, she's great. Obviously, formerly of IGN and then Rooster Teeth. And now she's a, a writer for Sony Santa Monica. So, uh, yeah, good that's for a her. Cool, that's a cool job upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, and she's good. Her channel's really good. I, th- I think she's a great uh, she's a great content creator. Uh, at least none of the fucking kind of funny people are nominated this year. That's the important thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, best debut game. We've got Carry On, uh, Mortal Shell, Raji and Ancient Epic. Roki and Phasmophobia. Who's going to win? Roki. Thinking Sean will go for a Roki, yeah. Mm. Roki's going to win. Phasmophobia that. has been all over yeah. um, the, the, you know, the tweets and the twitches and things. Um, I can't say the other three have really been getting the same kind of coverage. Mm. Was it Greg that played Carry On and didn't like it? Was it you? Uh, it was me. Okay. Carry On just didn't have enough to it. Okay. He played Mortal Shell. Greg played Mortal Shell. Yeah, I haven't asked him. Oh, well. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do numbers. Uh, it, well, it, it has done numbers, but I don't think it's gonna. It's it's a great debut game, but also it's the same as every other fucking Souls like in it. So, <laughs> uh, best multiplayer: we've got Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty: Warzone, Fall Guys, and Valorant. I think Among Us is going to take that. It's got to be between Among Us and Fall Guys, I reckon. Mm. Just because yeah. they, they probably won't give it to Call of Duty all over again when they've got some new interesting ones to go for. And Fall Guys yeah. has been so, you know, Fall Guys, Fall Guys is, is huge and continues to be. But it did have a, a bit of a fall off after its first month or so. So And then Among Us just came out of nowhere and just mm. became huge. And they cancelled the sequel because the first one suddenly became so enormous. And I think, I think Among Us will take that. Among Us has been memed, memed to death as well. Yeah, I'd really like to play it. I haven't tried it yet. You can get it on um, Android and PC. So one day we you need to play Among Us. We should play because it is very, very fun. We should do a, a Finger Guns version, see who the uh, imposter is. Yeah, we, we really should. should. Let's add it to the pile. Yep, okay. All <laughs> uh, right, best sports slash racing. They've combined sports and racing again this year. Uh, so we've got Dirt 5, F1 2020, FIFA 21, NBA 2K21 and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. I think Tony Hawk is going to take this. I think that that remake has been massive, hasn't it? And FIFA 21 is just awful. Um, Dirt 5 did come out with some issues. I'd love for Tony Hawk's to win. Mm. But it, it's just one of those, well, it's not really a sport, is it? You need to see these fucking pricks. <laughs> uh, That's an opinion that's 20 years out of date, surely. Yeah, but that, that's just Jeff Keighley, who's, you know... Come on, it's an extreme sport, or, or, a, or a whatever they call it these days, but it is a sport. Yeah. Uh, Paul, you reviewed uh, Tony Hawk. Do you, think, do you see it um, winning awards? Is it, is it that good? Um, I hope so. Um, I think I gave it a 9 out of 10, if I remember rightly. Mm. Um, it's a great game, and I think, considering... The, I don't know, it's like a bit of a legacy, isn't it? It's been out on PlayStation 1, I think it first came out. Yeah. And now um, on PS4 as a remake. And it's a very good remake as well. Um, so, yeah, no reason why it shouldn't, really. I, I haven't played any other games, to be fair. So, yeah, um, yeah give my vote if I had anything to say. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, best sim strategy game, we had Crusader Kings 3, 
Desperados 3, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and XCOM Chimera Squad. Um, I know Greg really liked Desperados 3. Uh, Toby, did you, have you played Gears Tactics yet? It's downloaded, but I've not tried it yet. Okay. Um, so I guess as a team, we'll go for Desperados 3 <laughs> on that one. Um, I, really was, I was really hoping Flight Simulator was on the Xbox Game Pass, but it's not, is it? It's on Game Pass for PC. Uh, yeah, if you've got a PC that can run yeah, it. Yeah, gutted. Sorry, Sean, game. what are you going to say? I was going to say that I, I imagine Crusader Kings is going to take that. Okay. It, it, it's absolutely nailed the Metacritic and it's just passed a million sales. So, wow. uh, I was going to say that's probably the most popular one, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely nailed it this year. Um, but the Flight Simulator, another point, Flight Simulator is coming to Xbox Series, um, but in the future as part of Game Pass. Mm. So it's not going to come to my shiny 1S or digital? No, I don't think uh, it's... No, unfortunately not. Darn. I was really looking forward to playing that. Um, I think this is going to be quite a tight one. Best family game. So we've got Animal Crossing New Horizons, Crash 4, Fall Guys, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, that AR Mario Kart, Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario. I think that's going to be a close call. I think Animal Crossing might take it, but I could I be probably wrong. probably ditch Paper Mario. I don't think it's got a chance against the others. Yeah, Minecraft Dungeons then, is huge as well, isn't it? Then the rest of them are really, yeah. Mm. Hard to call. I really like Animal Crossing Dungeons. would have sold more than any of the others. Oh yeah, combined. Combined. Uh, Sean, what do you reckon on that one? I I imagine it's going to go to Animal Crossing, but I I, I pref- would prefer it to be Crash Four. Okay. Yeah, same. I'd go. I'd vote for Crash Four. I I, I wanted to be Crash Four because Crash has never got the plaudits it deserved, um, and this this would be a great time to give it to it, and for Activision to continue making the goddamn games. Mm. <laughs> Please. Good point. Good point. Uh, best fighting game uh, we've got Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Mortal Kombat 11 Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition like, come on that game is nearly five or six years old at this point One Punch Man A Hero Nobody Knows and Under Night in Birth XC Late CL Friend the, the, that, that thing um, those last two I've hardly even heard that they existed um, but I reckon it will go to Mortal Kombat personally. Yeah, I reckon it will Grand Blue should should you know, get a look in, but it's got a nomination. It's a, it's a cool game. Mm. Greg played Granby, didn't he? He played at yeah. uh, EGX. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the RPG version as well. Okay. How, how is this, how is it that they get away with releasing just like another version and entering? Because Mortal Kombat was last year. Street Fighter V was five years ago. How are they yeah, kick, them, kick them both out then. Give it to Gram- <laughs> give it to Granby. Yeah, give it to Granby. Uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat Ultimate has been nominated. Fucking hell. Mm. Uh, right then, best role-playing game. Here we go, Toby. You ready? Mm. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Where do I start? So, I think Yakuza Like a Dragon's it's only just an RPG because it's got some new elements in it this time around. Um, I think generally when you're talking about an RPG, that's not what you're talking about. Um, so I, I would personally discount it. Wasteland 3 is just a different type of role-playing game, that's fine, um, and Greg gave it a pretty good, uh, pretty good review. I've played the other three. Um, Persona 5 Royal is like absolute game of the year stuff. Uh, Final Fantasy 7, again, game of the year stuff. Um, Genshin Impact should be completely relegated from this as being storyless, narrativeless, soulless, and uh, full of gacha. So, no. It's made millions. I don't games. care. It's it's a horrible game, and you should not buy it. Stop giving it your money. 
it will it will change the face of gaming if it gets any more popular because they're just going to release hundreds of games like this the mobile gaming will come in straight into your console and ruin everything uk tobes mm, i'm annoyed with that one you've had a hard <laughs> it's been a difficult podcast for you this one isn't it <laughs> Just don't uh, get me started on Genshin Impact, man. Okay, <laughs> wait, no, it's over. We're moving on. Uh, best action adventure. We've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori in the Wood of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a game that came out last November, if you remember rightly, and The Last of Us Part Two. This is another tough one. I mean, I, I can't decide personally between Miles Morales and The Last of Us, but Ori is also a masterpiece. Uh, I, I Why don't, don't they have a platformer? Like, I know they've got family and they don't really have platformer on here because I would have put Ori mm. straight at the top of a platforming section. Yeah, it's an adventure, I suppose, isn't it? That's what they're classing well, it. I wouldn't there. call it as action adventure as such. Um, Sean, what do you reckon on that one? Um, I'd like to see Ghost of Shima win that one, but um, I don't think it will. <laughs> mm. think all of them are deserving in that category, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. I don't think anyone could win and, and call it like a, a dark horse because they're all deserving of it. So, yeah, I'd be happy if most of these won, to be honest. Yeah. Except for Valhalla because I haven't played that yet. I don't know what that's like. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a fun category. Uh, best action game we've got Doom Eternal, Hades, Half Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4, which is a mixture of games, isn't it, under the same genre? Bloody hell. Uh, Paul, you were a big fan of Streets of Rage 4, weren't you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, absolutely, Streets of Rage 4 must win this. It has to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Toby, got a thing on this one? Um, I think we missed off Best Indie lower down this list um, because I think Hades will win Best Indie, but whether it will win Best Action, I don't know. Doom Eternal, I would say, probably will win. Mm, I think we've got Indie to come. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, Sean, what do you reckon on that one? Doom Eternal. Hmm. I think Havlo Valis is going to win. But we'll see. I'd, I'd, I'm a bit gutted that isn't in a couple of other categories because apparently it's brilliant, but also because it's so limited, so few people have played it. So mm-hmm. What, Half-Life? Yeah. Yeah, it's stuck on Steam VR, isn't it? Yeah. The, yeah. Price, the, the price to play that game is seen. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, best VR slash AR, uh, Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. Um, I mean, I've played Squadrons and Dreams, but not in VR. And I don't know about the rest. I mean, Half-Life Alex is probably going to take this. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, innovation and accessibility. It's an interesting one. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, bloody spiders, bastards, Hyperdot, The Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legion. Um, I was very impressed with the accessibility options in The Last of Us Part 2. I was going to say, I think it will go to that because that was lauded for having the most accessibility options there'd ever been mm. in a game. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll go... You could change everything about the colour schemes and things for different kinds of ice. Like you could do all sorts of audio options, everything. There were options to like to like slow down time when you were shooting someone. And I found that really useful. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, they're yeah. not meant to be cheats <laughs> oh they are they're not meant to be cheats for the rest of us <laughs> yeah but some of these things help and okay. um like auto aim it was like awesome great that helps me a lot i'm not very good at this no that's fine I'm being uh, silly. best community support we've got apex legends destiny 2 fall guys 
Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Valorant, Fall Guys is going to win that all day long because their social media team are absolutely fantastic. And if they don't, it's a crime, to be honest. That's all I've got to say on that. Uh, best mobile presented by LG Wing, powered by Qualcomm Snapdragon. Um, Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Rim, Rune Terror, and Pokemon Cafe. Wasn't Call of Duty Mobile, didn't they win this last year? I'm sure they did. It's a popularity contest, isn't it, again? So it'll be um, Among Us, probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, best Indie, uh, we've got Carry On, Fall Guys, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. Oof. Mm, sorry, mean, this is the one where I jumped the gun. So I reckon Hades will win that, um, judging by the, the, the popularity of it. I don't think Carrion's mm. got a chance, and I don't think Spiritfarer's got a chance, even though it's a nice little game. Um, Spelunky 2, not been out very long. So yeah, Fall Guys or Hades. Yeah, I think it's been Hades and Fall Guys, which, you know, Spiritfarer, I agree, is a great little game. See, it's, where, it's, it's cool. Where is Sorry. it? Larry the Click Clockwork God on this list? Yeah. Where is Absolute, absolutely. It's the end of the fucking year and it's not even on the list. Where's Chicken Police? Where's Cloudpunk? Chicken Police isn't indie. Oh, what is it? <laughs> what do you call it then? It's published by THQ. Oh, okay. Fine. It's well, handy games. <laughs> which, which, which okay, is, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was like one of the weird comments on FOG were like, Chicken Police isn't indie. I was like, oh, shut the fuck up. It was developed <laughs> by an indie team. Yeah. That's what I was going with, exactly. The devs. Yeah. Mm. Uh, best ongoing game Apex Legends, Destiny 2 Call of Duty Warzone Fortnite and No Man's Sky I mean Fortnite's going to take that You think? Mm. I think Mate, Destiny this... 2 is Interesting I don't think Destiny 2 stands a chance against these games uh, It's just released um, that new update hasn't it? which mm. apparently makes it Beyond Light or whatever it's called Yeah. Um, yeah People are very into it right now um, but No Man's Sky should win this. <laughs> okay. Just because they, like, how how is this game still going and getting good all of a sudden in 2020? Mm. I mean, Apex is doing really well, isn't it? I haven't played it in so long. I haven't either, but it's got a, it's got a big audience. We should. Because they've, they've kind of overwatched it and they've given, like, the characters are now proper characters. And, yeah, yeah they're all part of the main story, so it should be interesting. We should play it. <laughs> well, yeah, we should. <laughs> we should put it on the pile. Yeah. yeah, we should. Yeah, we should play it. What a, what a month we're going to have playing all these games together. Absolutely. Oh, man. Actually, I, I, I want to try the picture in picture with you at some point on PS5. So I can watch okay. you play something while I play something. That'd be fun. Okay. Okay. Um, games for Impact. Uh, if Found, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero. Spirit Fairer, Tell Me Why, and Through the Darkest of Times. I think this is uh, this is kind of Sean's area. What do you reckon? Ooh, um, I'd like uh, tell me why. Oh, or, or Spirit Fairy. That I mean, any of these games are deserving. They're, they're actually really good. But tell me why is the only one that I've actually played. So, um, if found, that's the one with the um, dementia, isn't it? So it's, it's a tough call. But I think I, I imagine Don't Nod will get it with Tell Me Why. Yeah. Unless Toby thinks that Spirit Fair is going to swoop in and take it away. No, I don't think I've got an opinion on that one. I've not paid enough of the other ones. Okay. Mm. Tell me I've why. I've heard a whole it. lot about Tell Me Why since it came out. That's the trouble. It's not been everywhere on my social media. 
Mm. You know, the, it's one of those one of those things where they did an episode episodic and then they released it all at the same time, which was like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> but like you you build a buzz, you build towards releases, but they just did one two, with your three chapters and just dropped it all on the same day, which yeah. was like is that the whole thing? Is there going to be more afterwards? No, that's it. It's done. <laughs> that is really odd then. Yeah. 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 Uh, right. Uh, best performance. This should be interesting. Um, Ashley Johnson as Ellie in Last of Us Part Two. Laura Bailey as Abby, Last of Us Part 2. Dasuki Suji as Jin Sakai, Ghost of Tsushima. Logan Cunningham as Hades in Hades. And Naji Jitter as Jitter? Jitter, I think it is actually. In Mars Morales, uh, Spider-Man, Mars Morales. I mean, it's got to be Laura Bailey, isn't it? From what I've played, I've played one, two, four of these games. And I think, I'm, I'm, I still think about Abby. I still think about that performance. So for me, that it would be Laura Bailey. Toby, what do you think? I think it probably will go to one of those two girls um, because the, the, if you're going for cinematic performances, those are, you know, that that is stronger than, you know, probably the Hades um, contention and 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 really what's what's being done in, in Ghost of Tsushima. He does a great job, but I think those two are going to pip into the post, I'm afraid. Mm. Um, but calling between the two of them, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, they're they're, I mean, Very yeah, good. they're both they're both fantastic, isn't it? But I, I think, think you'll find that because this is a popular vote, Laura Bailey will get um will not get it because everyone Johnson. hates Abby. <laughs> everyone I mean? that's everyone that's voting loves Abby. So. <laughs> well, isn't it the public? Isn't it a public vote? Is it a public vote? I think I can only... just sign in right now and vote. It says <laughs> oh, okay. sign in to vote. Okay, well, fucking Laura Bailey then. Fuck it. <laughs> can can we talk about a second that? Four of those five are PlayStation exclusives. Sure. Well, nice. How how did they, they just chuck, chuck, like chuck Hades in to add some flavour because <laughs> <laughs> like very PlayStation centric awards. How 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 great would it be if Hades swoops in now? And <laughs> God damn oh, it! God. No. <laughs> Paul, where where did you get to with the Last of Us Part Two? Did you play it? Did you beat it? Uh, I haven't actually played it yet. Last of Us Part Two. Okay. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's quite the experience. I'll give you that. Yeah. Getting into like, the music ones, best audio design, Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, Last of Us Part 2. I mean, I don't really have a call on that. I guess Doom Eternal, because it's shouty and loud. Doom made its music, made the guitar music out of chainsaws. Yeah. Didn't they? So that, that's, that's something it's got going for it over the others. Yeah. I don't feel qualified to comment on that one, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, best score in music, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori, and The Last of Us Part II. Um, I would give that to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, there's the, the Ori score is amazing. Yes. Um, and, but the Final Fantasy score is like, they've taken an old score that is so nostalgic and so full of memories for people for like 22, 23 years, whatever it is, since it came out, and managed to make it better and and far far cleverer and then remix a whole bunch of them into the jukebox and all sorts of stuff it was an absolutely epic soundtrack that i played over and over and over again on my computer while i was writing so mm. yeah yeah it's superb uh, best art direction uh final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades ori and the last of us part two i mean i would be i'd be hasting to give this to ori in the world of the wisps to be honest 
It's yeah, so that, that or that or Ghost, because Ghost is full of some beautiful backdrops and things. True, yeah, true. Um, the Last of Us Part Two obviously looks amazing. Remake looks amazing. Hades is amazing. It's a very tough category actually, but yeah, I think Ori or Ghost, possibly Ghost. We'll see. Uh, Sean, you got any thoughts on that one? I'd give that to Ghost uh, purely because it's. I just see that as a really amazing artistic achievement that they created with that game. So. Mm. Ori, Ori, Ori looks great, but I mean, I've seen games like Ori for years, so it's yeah. not, it's nothing like Ghost. Ghost. Ghost is just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, best narrative uh, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. I still can't say that word. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. What's got the best story out of those games, Toby? You played <laughs> four of those five, I I've believe. played four of them through, yeah. I mean, The Last of Us Part Two for sort of a human story, like, mm-hmm. you know, that is that is an immense achievement as a human narrative. It's very, very good. Um, if we're going for, you know, epics and things, then then Ghost of Tsushima. And then for the other two, they're for like, you know, science fiction epics. And I think, you know, I was, I was very tempted to nominate um, 13 Sentinels because it's just such a clever narrative. It's doing something where the other ones are, you know, they are straightforward in, in you know, apart from maybe Hades, you know, you're doing that as a roguelite, which is interesting. And 13 Sentinels has this thing where you're going through everything in completely different, you know, there's a, um, going back and forth in time and different characters. There's 13 different characters, storylines all interlinked. It's a very clever thing, but I'm nowhere near enough people have played it for it to win this. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's a shame. Yeah, I mean, I really actually want The Last of Us Part 2 to win just to piss off the internet. Yeah, it probably will. <laughs> yeah, that or uh, Tsushima. I don't, I mean, Remake was the ending of Remake was so controversial. I don't think I, I don't mm. see it winning. There's so a lot awesome. of Final Fantasy VII fans out there. Indeed. Uh, best game direction. We're getting there. Only two more to go. Best <laughs> game direction: Final Fantasy VII Remake, Tsushima, Hades, Half Life, Alex. Uh, for part two, I don't really know what to look for in this particular category, but they're all very pretty. <laughs> I suppose game direction is more like you know, where, where art direction is, is how pretty it is and game direction is more how, you know, characters and narrative and all that stuff all flows together. So I would say Ghost or The Last of Us. Mm. Yeah, I mean, The Last of Us Part 2 just looks like a movie, doesn't it? It's, it, yeah. it's filmed like a, like a gritty, a gritty where... film. I guess Tsushima looks like a, a classic, you know. Well, it's got all that Kurosawa mode and things like that, which mm. is very, very cool in that respect, cinematic. I think Final Fantasy VII is going to f- f- uh, suffer on that one probably a bit because it's just too anime-ish. You know, it's very over, it's very over dramatic and stuff. It's not uh, going to translate as well for a Western audience. I miss Tifa. I want Final Fantasy Remake Two, please. Taking far too long these games. And finally, game of the year: Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Tsushima. Hades, Last of Us, Part Two. Uh, Sean, what's going to take the big prize? Lair of the Clockwork Guard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I imagine it's going to be the Last of Us Part Two. Um, hmm. Well, I I don't necessarily agree with that, but then you know we'll see. It should I mean, be Lair of the Clockwork Guard. If that's it. <laughs> I mean, twenty-eight million people across the world bought Animal Crossing. If they're all voting. I was going to say, if it's based on votes alone, I think the I, I, I Animal Crossing think, would win it. I only think certain categories are votable. I think some of them are decided by a panel. 
Okay. Um, mm. and you can vote for like esports presentation present presenter and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm not sure about game of the year. I think that one's done by a panel. It's probably just Jeff. <laughs> just, just Jeff <laughs> is the panel. Probably is. Uh, right then, so yeah, that's uh, this year's Game Wars, which will take place on December the 10th, which is the, re- the release date of Cyberpunk 2077. So I'm sure plenty of people will be watching this. And they'll be going, why, why is Cyberpunk not in this? <laughs> <laughs> that's why, my friend, that's why. <laughs> They're going to be saying that. Uh, it's been broadcast internationally from three stages in Los Angeles, London and Tokyo. So it's going to be a different flavor this year, as everything else has been. So hopefully there'll be less Jeff Keighley and more other human beings. How is he going to shoehorn the Kojima thing in this year? I don't know. He hasn't got any games nominated. What's going to happen? Is, is he announcing one? Because that's usually what happens. He's not there to... Oh, yeah. That might, that might be a trailer. Oh, God. <laughs> 45 minutes of trailer. Oh, God. <laughs> Here's Kojima's new game. Death Stranding remastered just to get him out of the Game Awards. <laughs> yeah. 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 Best partial <laughs> delivery game set in a post apocalyptic America. <laughs> <laughs> the award goes to <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons. Damn it! Wait, what? <laughs> Keely's furious. <laughs> oh, uh, we'll see. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that is the game awards. So look out for that on December tenth. I'm sure we'll all sit down and watch it. Actually, it, it, it's kind of fun to live tweet along with it when it's on at like two a.m. So yeah, no doubt I'll be live tweeting along with it when it's on going this is outrageous and stuff but of course there's all the big trailers and announcements as well which are very exciting and the reason why everyone tunes in have you seen any leaks yet any any teasers yeah i was gonna say that's more exciting Uh, what's what's been leaked there was one uh the one uh, i've seen is from q games i don't know if that a pixel junk game i won't like name it but it looks like that's gonna get announced the game awards Okay. And, also, and also there's a hint towards Konami turning up to announce something. Yeah, th- I think that's what I saw. Silent Hill, maybe? Well, that's what everyone expected. It's, it's probably, you know, might be Pez. That's what everyone always <laughs> expects and never happens, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gonna be Sunset Riders remade. Yes. Oh, mate, imagine. There's Paul with the most obscure reference in the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Uh, right, okay, we're running a little... Uh, <laughs> running a long. So, very quickly, um, IO Interactive this week announced they're making a new game, and it's a James Bond game. I mean, bloody hell. How much more perfect can you get? There's very little uh, going on so far. I'm going from a tweet the 007 official Twitter put out. Project 007 working title is a brand new James Bond video game with a wholly original story. Earn your 00 status in the very first James Bond origin story to be developed and published by IO Interactive. Now, it's about as perfect as it gets. Uh, Sean, what was your uh, initial reaction to this news? I did a little squeal. <laughs> I am interactive, of course, being the guys that make Hitman. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't think of a better marriage of, of license and developer. Mm. Uh, that, is, that is perfect. And it's been, in, it's been in plans for a couple of years, apparently. Um, ever since they went independent, they've been, been working away at this. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm I'm very excited about this. I have physically built, I have like a fantasy built this game in my head. Like I have imagined what I would like this game to be, and I, everything I think about, I am excited about. I've got this like, okay, it's like 19, 
1980s Britain, you're like a teenage spy working from an airbase. You're walking around that airbase and experiencing it. Then you get out of missions and fighting against this overarching enemy that you only find about at the end. And then the final end, the boss is like, you're back in the base because somebody, one of your fellow double O pupils is, oh my God, I'm so excited. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. I think it's, I've, everything I think about this game is just, I've always wanted a, like a James Bond Origins game. And I hope well, it, sounded, it sounded like Kingsman for a good portion yeah. of what you were explaining yeah, that, then as well. That's, it, like, yeah, that, that's what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's what I want. Like, I, yeah. I want, so I want this, like, I want them to build a base in the same way that they build the, the Hitman levels. I want it to be like 90s, 80s Britain. I want it to be like an army base with all these fucking toughs at it. They, they, and one, the one thing I want more than anything from this game is for everybody to not call him James. I want everyone to call him Jimbo or Jim or Jimmy. And that's why he keeps saying to everyone, Bond, <laughs> James Bond. And that's why it, he says it. You're that's, dickhead. That's the origin of the line, that everybody fucks his name up. And then you get so irritated by it that he, he says it all the time. Oh, and he has to try um, lots of different drinks as well, lots and lots of martinis in all sorts of different ways until he finally gets the perfect martini. Yes, exactly. Yeah, trying on different costumes until he gets the, uh, the bow tie. Perfect t- tuxedo, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, which car do I like? Should try this Vauxhall? No, no. Maybe a Rover in the 1980s. Yeah, yeah, eventually the he'll get to uh, Aston Martin. Fucking break down after five minutes. Ford Focus, <laughs> Mr. Bond. You must be fucking joking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, IO Interactive doing Bond is awesome. And they were, they were looking for people to work on the game on their website. They were like, we're hiring for this game. So... It feels like a way off. I don't think we're going to see much of this for a while. We need more Bond in our life since uh, No Time to Die has been delayed I, I about 40 times. Um, there was that Blood Diamond game. Bloodstone. Game Bloodstone, Blood Blood sorry, yeah. yeah. Absolutely love that game. Massively underrated. Um, and I'd be happy with not one of those type things, to be fair. Mm. But, you know, not quite as exciting as uh, Sean's, Sean's fantasy Bond origin story, but something like Bloodstone is doing me quite nicely. Nice mixture of Bloodstone and Kingsman. That's what we're looking for. Yes. Do we, do yes. we want cover base shooting like that? Because that was right at the height of cover base shooters. Mm, I don't maybe. Mind. Just 100% I less uh, Joss Stone. That's all I really ask. <laughs> 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 Cannot wait. Joss Stone is from our part of the world. Like Hitman with, with a bond. Uh, with, you know the Bond skin. I mean, I think there'll always be there'll always be Hitmany elements because it's Bond, isn't it? And that's what he does. But it'll be. Yeah, I know. I mean, you think it's a perfect mold. You don't wouldn't want like like Hitman, but with fucking Sean Connery instead. It's just you know. Think... Yes, mm. that is exactly what I want. To know. <laughs> like, I, I hope they get lazy and just be. build Hitman with James Bond skin. That's exactly the opposite. Like me and you are opposite ends of these scales right now. I just want hair on Agent 47. And I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> one, of my, my, one of my big soaps for it is that it's not too serious because one of my kind of joys with Hitman is throwing briefcases at people's heads and, you know, dressing up in stupid costumes to take people out. You know, it's, there's, there is a real humor to the Hitman games if you play it in a certain way. And I think I am very good at that. And so I hopefully that there'll be an element of kind of humor and slapstick in it as well, as long with, without it being too serious because my issue with the new bonds especially daniel craig is just it's so bland it doesn't feel fun anymore it's just so serious 
And um, um, I'm looking forward um, to No Time to Die. Excuse me, do but... not ever, ever, ever diss Daniel Craig Bond films. They are my oh, favourite of all time. You're wrong. So there. Well, even I'm Quantum not, of I, Solace. Quantum of Solace was yeah, awful. Yeah, you might have the right on second viewing. Pile of shite. Oh, it was nah, terrible. man. Casino Royale was about three hours too long. <laughs> Casino Royale is up there my top three films of all time ever. Skyfall was all right. I absolutely love that film. There was another one, wasn't there? What was the other one? Spectre. Um, Spectre. Yeah, Spectre, Spectre was Spectre. crap as well. Skyfall. I forgot. Skyfall's all right. Skyfall, I think, is my right. favorite of mean? the Craigs. But yeah, but none God, of them. What do you mean? None of them are dying of a day, are they? Dying of a day is a masterpiece. <laughs> and I will not hear otherwise. In fact, you know, it's just Golden Eye. Golden Eye is my all time favorite. Golden Eye, I was going to say, it's, it's always Golden Eye, really. Yeah, it's always Golden Sean Bean. You can't beat Sean Bean as 006. Golden Eye is the quintessential James Bond film. And I will argue that until the day I die. And if, if, if by any means and measure that you say that a Daniel Craig, any of the Daniel Craig films is better than Goldeneye, you're so wrong. I might cry my eyes out right now. Daniel Craig is the best Bond, bar none. He doesn't have a clicky pen that's a bomb. Oh, ooh. we're going to get good. This is not, not the time. Really stupid gadgets that are unrealistic. It's James Bond, man. Of course. He drive a tank down the Unrealistic gadgets. You're wrong about this. No. We like the gritty realism of the new Bond. Made mm, all to... Such a miserable bastard. It's so boring. Yes. That gritty <laughs> realism. Yeah. Absolutely gritty realism. That, that, that guy with the half a face missing and the cyber guy that can take over half of London. Oh, yeah. It's so, so realistic. It's fucking garbage. <laughs> you least think driving a fucking tank down a road or, or to get. <laughs> I can't remember what Bond it was, but he just fucking whizzed off in a rocket pack. That was quite funny. And we did. From Russia with love. Don't start with Russia with love. <laughs> is that the one? You dare. Oh, mate. But like, no fucking... Jane's Bond... Like, um, Brosnan's Bond girls were called like Christmas Jones and Xena Onatop. And she was called Xena Onatop because she crushed dudes with her thighs while they were shagging her. And <laughs> it was like... was a ridiculous... Oh, it was so Bond. good. <laughs> you know, that, that scene where they're both in the, the towels... Sorry, the, like the dressing gowns as he gets out of the pool. Mm. Wow, that said something oh to me as a kid. It's just unreal. We're uh, all going massively off tangent. Well, <laughs> it's just, you know, the argument that Bond has not been fun for a long time. It's been really bloody dull. I hope I it's am... got a slightly stronger narrative than the average Hitman game because they, <laughs> they, they, they do have sort of slightly lackluster sort of narratives overall you know you, you go from place to place and the storylines that you create within each place are far more fun than the overarching storyline i'm afraid so i do hope that they're they've got a little bit more storyline in them yeah i wholeheartedly agree with that yeah yeah completely so yeah those are our thoughts on the io interactive and james bond very exciting we'll look forward to seeing some of that in 2035 whenever this game is going to be finished <laughs> Um, it might turn into Cyberpunk. Speaking of which, retail versions of Cyberpunk have been have been leaked to the public. So look out for spoilers, ladies and gents. Just a quick public service announcement there. Not too far away now. 20 days, 19 days. And if you really want to, you can buy Cyberpunk 2077 on Google Stadia and get the controller and the Chromecast you need to play on your TV for free. That's how well Stadia is going. They're literally throwing you the system to play it on just for buying Cyberpunk. <laughs> And you can do that now for forty nine ninety nine. Cyberpunk and Stadia. To be honest, I think that's a pretty good deal. Okay, it's time for the quiz answers with Mr. Sean Davies. 
Let's roll. Okay. Question one. Who drove a tank down the best <laughs> street? Uh, Rosner! <laughs> question one. Name, the, name one of the two PS4 games that were offered as part of the PlayStation Plus service during the launch month of the PlayStation 4. Uh, Paul? Um, I've got Contrast and Resigant. Yes, I'll take either of those because they are the correct answers. Two points? Uh, just one. Ah. Question two, to the close to £100, how expensive was the PlayStation 3's recommended retail price when it launched in the UK in 2007? Toby? Uh, I went for £400. £400 is correct. Uh, this obviously ground some gears because uh, it was much more expensive in, in our country than it was anywhere else in the world. Uh, it came out, it was, the, the RRP was £425. And uh, it was about pain on the arse because it was about 100 quid more expensive than... So I put 399, does that count? <sighs> because you can't read, no. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I can read, I just don't know the questions. Nearest 100 is 400, and I've got 399, so it's nearest to 100, isn't it, right? Surely. Yeah, go on, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I mean, it's yes. the wrong answer. You're within 100. <laughs> And the 500 or 600 would have been way off. So I think it must be right. God, man, you're lucky. Great the answer. <laughs> we would have contested that for days. <laughs> the, answer, yeah. the answer was 400, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, question three, which of these fifth generation of console launches first in Europe? Was it the Atari Jaguar, Sega Saturn, or the Sony PlayStation? Roscoe? I went for a guess at the Jaguar. The Atari Jaguar is correct. Yay! Launched in June 27th, 1994. Almost a full year before either of the other two. Uh, question four. The Nintendo 64 launched in Europe with four titles. Name two of those games. Uh, Paul? Cool. Greg? No, he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Toby? Anybody? Did you just say my name? Yeah. Oh, God, my name is absolutely fucking up. I'll put Super Mario 64 and Turok. Oh, yeah, good, good shout. So the four titles um, are Super Mario 64, Pilot Wing 64, Star Wars Shadow of the Empire, and Turok Dinosaur Hunter. So oh, that is a I think, I think I put my answers for question four in where I should have put them for question one, because I put Resogun. <laughs> I think that's what I meant by that was for number one. Oh, well. Man, I'd like to have seen the N64 run Resogun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so I meant... Bog. Yeah, in the wrong place there. Okay, uh, question five. Which console launched with 19 launch games, including Star Wars, Obi-Wan, Max Payne, and Oddworld, which is Odyssey? Toby? Uh, Xbox. Xbox is correct. Uh, question six. How many PlayStations did Sony sell in the first month after release? Was it 300,000, 400,000, or 500,000? Roscoe? Why, are you, why am I getting the multiple choice ones? Uh, because uh, you've got one in three chance of winning it. Yeah, yeah I put 400,000. The answer is 300,000. Uh, uh, question seven. Which piece of hardware was described at launch as a mandatory part of the Xbox One system, but was not included in any console box manufactured post-March 2014? Paul? Uh, I'll put it connect, I guess. Connect. Yeah, connect is correct. Uh, question, question eight. What is the name of the game that Toby can't play before Christmas? That's <laughs> harsh, <laughs> <laughs> man. Oh, man. The, the, the existence of this question was purely for this. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the, the packing game of the PS5, Toby? Uh, Astro's Bloody Playroom. 
<laughs> oh, and he landed on the answer as well. Uh, <sighs> question nine. What Although was it's actually name? called Astro's Playroom, not Astro's Bloody Playroom. But I guess oh, okay. Whoops. <laughs> Greg, Greg would have me take a point Sorry, away. <laughs> you know what I wrote, though. Yes, I do. <laughs> question nine. What was the name of Sega's first ever console, which only ever released in Japan and Australasia? Uh, Roscoe? I don't know. Uh, Paul? Paul? put down the SG-1000. That is correct. Yes, because that then turns into the uh, Mars system after Series 2, if I'm not mistaken. That is true, yeah. Uh, known, as yeah the, well, you know. known as the Sega Mark III in Japan, yeah. Uh, question, mm. question 10, which console was the first ever to release a slim version? Toby? Um, well, I, I am denied over this, but I've eventually put the little PS1. That is correct. Yeah, the PlayStation 1 was the first ever to have a slim version. Uh, it's cool. So let's let's start up those scores and see which one of you is victorious. Um, let's start with Paul. Seems though I'm probably going to get this broken up. Paul, I have nine. I... Nine? Should sound yeah. German there. <laughs> nine? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> nine. <laughs> uh, Toby. Uh, eight. Eight. Roscoe. Eight. Oh, Paul yeah, takes know. it. Well done, Paul. Bad times. Come on, noise. One it with some knowledge rather than Googling. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> you, you, you think, <laughs> there, there, was, there was five minutes after the quiz had ended that you hadn't sent the, the answers on. You know it. <laughs> any crossings out of my written down answers, though? No, that's true. I was crossings out on my one, but it's just because I'm an R about them quite a bit. Yeah. Well done, Paul. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And I said we gritted teeth, but I'll take it. No, no, it, it wasn't gritted teeth. It was it was genuine happiness that you've you're here and you've won one. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on. Uh right then, let's uh let's round things out with Out This Week with Toby Anderson. Uh okay, so um out this week. Uh, starting with November the 23rd, so when this goes live, World of Warcraft Shadowlands is released. Um, I think that's on PC. And on November 24th, Monster Truck Championship, Mad Tower Tycoon, presumably building a mad tower um, on that one. Uh, watch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to give a really stupid version of what each one is? <laughs> Presumably, you're a tycoon uh, building a tower. Wow! <laughs> that monster truck one, I reckon you, you drive monster trucks. Huh. Um, so I've got a, a strange one here. You guys have been saying that you're having trouble with Watch Dogs Legion. It says Watch Dogs Legion PlayStation 5 is actually launching on, the on November 24th. Is that why you're having an um, issue with it? No, the, the PS5 thing was available on launch day. All right, we'll cut that out then. Okay. Um, and then Football Manager 2021 is also releasing on that day. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then on November 25th, we've got um, a little game called Out of Space coming to Xbox One and PS4. Uh, Tower Among Shadows, which is one I played on PC and Steam coming to consoles. Uh, Vigor, which was on Switch, I think, really recently, and that's coming to PS4. Um, Strike Force 2 Terrorist Hunt, I think that's to PC. And uh, Get Over Here is another indie one coming to Xbox One. Uh, BFF or Die, I think that's one that Sean's interested in, isn't it? And um, that's coming to Xbox One. Uh, 
Star Renegades, after having come to Game Pass on PC and now Game Pass on Xbox, is also coming to PS4 on November 25th. And then on November 26th, we've got Love Kami Divinity Stage, which is a very Japanese sort of waifu looking thing. Sounds like a um, game. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, put me off. Um, uh, Neko Paro. Uh, it's coming to PC. Neko Paro Volume 4. Um, Picross uh, S5. Picross, I don't know what the S is about. Picross S5. Puzzle game coming to Switch. And a game called Root Double Before Crime After Days, which just sounds like a strange translation as well. Um, that's also coming out on November 26th. And then lastly for this is uh, November 27th. You've also got BFF or Die on Switch and a game called Landflix Odyssey coming to Xbox One. It's quite a small scale list, isn't it, really? Um, yeah. Considering what came out last week, no one wants yeah. to follow it in the week when no one's buying <laughs> any games. In comparison to the last two weeks, yeah, that's pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty dire. But uh, yeah, hear nothing but good things about BFF or Die in particular. So yes, it's going to be a good one. Uh, thank you, Toby. Right. Ladies and gents, that is the end of this rather bumper thing on the podcast. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget you can follow us everywhere. Follow the link tree in the description below. You can find us on Twitter, except for Toby, who's smart and not on Twitter. All of our individual handles are in the description below. And if you really like us, you can follow our Patreon. Patreon.com forward there. I'll do that again. If you really like us, you can follow us on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash fingerguns. Give us one pound a month to keep our podcast alive and kicking on its various hosting services and keeping the website nice and shiny if you really love what we do that would be fantastic thank you very much indeed and god damn it we've got to get to a ps5 so please contribute as much as you can because this bitter sadness is going to go on for a while thank you <laughs> yes thank you very much indeed uh, but that's it thank you very much indeed for listening that was goodbye from mr paul collett see you <laughs> goodbye from mr toby anderson <laughs> Sayonara. Goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. Bye. And a goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. Thank you much indeed for listening to the Finger Guns Podcast. <laughs>